Welcome to The Advertising Show, America's only radio program focusing on advertising, media, marketing, product development, branding, new media, sales and customer relations. Stay with us for entertaining marketing discussion and our special guest interview. Now, here are your hosts, Ray Shillins and Brad Forsyth. Welcome back to The Advertising Show being brought to you by Advertising Age magazine. You can visit them online at adage.com. Advertising Show is a big radio midgets production along with Ray Shillins and Brad Forsyth. And a very special guest is a gentleman that has been a part of the show in the past, and we're glad to have him back. Out of his uh, glorious Hollywood sign view of office in uh, beautiful Hollywood, California, Larry uh, Gerbrandt, who is a senior vice president and general manager of Nielsen Analytics. And we'll have uh, Larry on here uh, for a, a couple, three segments in just a few moments as well. We've got, uh, let's see, who do we have? Let me look. I'm checking right now. Uh, there we go. We've got uh, Jeffrey Gittimer here in just a few moments. Uh, winner or whiner is the name of uh, this segment that he's going to be doing. So we'll see who you are, which category you fall into. Are you a winner or a whiner? No, I don't know. Uh, sometimes I'm both. Uh, Patrick Meyer is with us later on this hour. The new one, uh, he's calling his thing. So we'll uh, we'll the check that. The new one as a number one? O-N-E, yes, yeah. exactly. So yeah. You know, he comes up with those really creative titles that nobody understands. Right. But then he's a creative, and he can do that. Uh, he should. Because it's his segment. Do you remember the TV program Everyone Loves Raymond? Of course. Well, yeah. uh, Larry's uh, blog is everyonecounts.tv slash Larry Gerbrandt. Oh, okay. And it's right here, and I forgot to give this to you before we uh, went on uh, today, but I want to give you a copy of it. This blog, but I can't hand it to you because you're on the other side of the glass. Probably have to break the glass to do that. So, yeah. Congratulations to Colonel Sanders, who's dead. But uh, <laughs> Why, Colonel he came Sanders back alive? <laughs> and the Kool-Aid man, who's I probably I thought I smelled you. chicken in here. <laughs> it smells like chicken. Uh, it says, Yahoo uh, welcomes uh, you into Advertising Week 2006. America, uh-huh. you voted. The results are... Uh, Kool-Aid Man is uh, one of the hot icons and also is Colonel Sanders. Unfortunately, the Colonel's chicken doesn't actually add up to what it, <laughs> to the brand, I think. You know, Colonel Sanders, and he even admitted that years ago when on The Tonight Show. He says, uh, yeah, when he, when he sold, when he sold his, uh, recipe or something, they, they screwed it all up and mm-hmm. he even mentioned something about that as well. But yeah. Colonel Sanders is an icon. Um, Bless his heart. The Kool-Aid man. The slogans. This is interesting, too. The winners of slogans. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a gentleman that uh, we know. I think his name is Francis X. McGuire, if oh, I'm yeah. not mistaken. He worked at KFC for a while and then FedEx. And when it absolutely, positively has to be there overnight was his slogan, mm-hmm. uh, his uh, group uh, development of that slogan. Right. He is also one of the hot slogans. And the other one is Don't Mess With Texas. Really? Which is, uh, which is pretty cool. Well, yeah. at least uh, Got Milk didn't win. <laughs> That's, that would be winning as the most ripped off. Uh, yeah, that would win exactly. Yeah. So now, now it's on the uh, Madison Avenue uh, Walk of Fame, advertising Walk of Fame. Yeah. So, uh, so talked congratulations. Lot, guys. <clears throat> Excuse me, that was about a month ago, and I talked to a lot of people up there for uh, Advertising Week. I think they're getting better at it. Uh, it's not so self-congratulatory as it once was. It's just what the advertising community exactly. Needs. <laughs> Next thing you know, they're going to have a contest or, or some kind of competition. Oh yeah, yeah, sure, absolutely. You know, we were going to ask uh, Larry uh, when he goes on here in uh, what about five minutes or so. There, mm-hmm. There's a uh, 
an organization apparently that uh, believes uh, the next big advertising idea will be a, a new trade organization. Do we need another trade organization? Well, maybe so, because of the one representing what is believed to be one of the fastest growing new forms of media. Organizers recently decided to reach out to as many as 40 companies to join the, what's it called? Drum, mm. roll, pl- drum roll, please. Out of home video advertising bureau. Well, it's just a, an excuse for another Las Vegas convention. <laughs> and another yeah. co- competition, maybe, of, for the, all right. of the entries. But apparently the uh, bureau known as the OVAB, maybe Larry knows about this, is intended to do for the digital outdoor, uh, out-of-home, I should say, video uh, uh, network market what the cable advertising bureau did for cable back in the 80s and interactive advertising bureau did for the Internet back in the 90s, oh, cool. which, of course, is to provide standards and guidelines and so on and so forth. So, right. yeah, be looking for a... Uh, an awards competition, I guess, uh, soon. And we'll ask Larry. Maybe he knows about that organization. Probably does. Yeah. He can't answer us because he's in the green room at That's this true. point. That's true. I wonder if we got the snack straight this time. I'm sure we did. Yeah. Twinkies. Consumers <laughs> rebel against marketers' endless surveys. You ever get a survey? I hate Sometimes I get questions. them. And I, I usually say in the very beginning, mm-hmm. I cannot participate because I'm a marketer. And right. that throws them off to the point where, okay, bye. And well, I, they don't have an answer on their little sheet. Yeah. It's like, uh, and oh. The truth is, is I shouldn't participate because I think, you know, I'm not, I'm not Joe Sixpack. And no. I would be thinking about, you know, their question and who's doing this. And I used to say, who's sponsoring your... Uh, your marketing uh, research project. Of course, we don't know. It's a blind study. Sure it is. You're saying you're blind? <laughs> Where do you get your check from? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whose right. name is on the office door of the building you walk into? That's why we'll figure yeah. this out. But market researchers, uh, uh, the, the article, this is out of Ad Age, it says, want Rob Perrion, but Rob doesn't want them. The uh, Cincinnati Administrative Assistance gets two to three market research calls weekly at home. He's fed up. He usually ends his calls quickly. Sometimes when I'm in the mood, I'll toy with him a little bit. He said, I pretend I don't understand what product they're talking about. Hmm. Way to go. Rob, yeah, that's that's probably what I would do here. Now here's a guy that asks good questions, Jeffrey Gittimer. Quick takes on sales and customer relations with Jeffrey Gittimer, nationally syndicated columnist in the network of city business journals and other great publications worldwide. If you're offended by common sense commentary, don't you dare listen. Now here's Jeffrey. Are you a winner or are you a whiner? I'm against whining, because whiners sound like this. See, if you're a whiner, people are going to avoid you. Whiners are never listened to. Whiners are never respected. And in general, nobody wants to hang around with a whiner. Well, there's an exception. Other whiners, because misery loves company. In my first book, The Sales Bible, I put a quote in there that said, You can't be a winner if you're a whiner. Wiener. (laughs) At the time, I thought it was pretty funny. But over the years, I found out that not only is it funny, it's 100% accurate. Just think for a moment about what you say when something doesn't go your way, or rather, the way you say it. Think for a moment about how you react when you lose a big sale. If any of those reactions or responses contain whining, cut it out, or you'll become a wiener. Whiner. You see, the object of this game is for you to become a winner. Winners don't whine. Winners celebrate. 
quick takes on sales and customer relations from The Advertising Show, the only radio show in America featuring Jeffrey Gittimer as a regular weekly guest. To learn more about his books, tapes, CDs, and speaking engagements, log on to Gittimer.com, G-I-T-O-M-E-R.com. And tune in next week when we'll hear Jeffrey say, This is Jeffrey Gittimer, reminding you that if no one responds to your ad, it may be because your ad sucks. Larry Gerbrandt's going to be joining us here in a few minutes on the Advertising Show with Ray Shellens and Brad Forsyth. Larry, responsible for developing leading-edge research, analyses, and valuation services to companies in the media and entertainment space. Uh, In addition to his original research on emerging technologies, Nielsen Analytics conducts uh, to primary consumer-level research and synthesizes is top-level research from the uh, the many VNU uh, divisions. Larry in in uh, beautiful downtown Hollywood, right down the street from 77 Sunset Strip. No, we don't know that. Cookie, baby. Cookie, yeah. Remember yeah. that? Oh, yeah. Actually, there's a good chance. What does it say? Where is his... Uh, I don't have that here. Larry, are you on Sunset? Yes, he is on the 19th floor on Sunset Boulevard. Wow. So that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. Anyway, Larry's with us uh, here in just a few. On The Advertising Show, theadvertisingshow.com is a great place to uh, destinate to uh, find out what's going on in advertising and marketing. And it's powered by an engine called Tendency, which is exclusively available through Shipple.com. Go check it out. Make your advertising dollars work smarter. You're listening to The Advertising Show with Ray Schillens and Brad Forsyth. Stronger than dirt. Welcome back to The Advertising Show. Ray Schillens, Brad Forsyth, and our special guest is Larry Gerbrandt, Senior VP, General Manager, Nielsen Analytics, and no stranger to The Advertising Show. This is like Saturday Night Live. Alex Ben Block has his parking space, and soon Larry will have his own, too, as well. Right. Larry, welcome back to The Advertising Show. Good to have you here. Uh, glad to be here. By the way, I love the Twinkies in the green room. Thanks. <laughs> oh, thank nice touch. Well, thank you. Yeah, that, we, we're thoughtful guys. After you've been on twice, you go to Twinkies. It's uh, <laughs> Hoo Hoo's the first time and then Twinkies. Oh, Yoo Hoo's. Thank you. <laughs> as opposed to Yahoo. Uh, yeah. Anyway, th- you, thanks for joining us, uh, Larry. And you are a return uh, guest, and, and we couldn't be happier that you decided to join us. I understand you guys have a... Uh, a new study that's uh, just out, and we're going to talk a little bit about that new study. It's a broadband video study. Do we have a title for that yet, Larry? Uh, We do. We do. Um, It's actually um, uh, called uh, Whenever, Whatever, Whenever, Wherever. I got you. Redefining the World Wide Web. Well, and I got to tell you, it's, it's some great content and uh, a wonderful study, and we're going to talk a, a little bit about that. But let's start with some some basics here. Uh, do you consider broadband delivered video disruptive technology in in, uh, in its surface, uh, or do you feel that it may be an enhancement to traditional video distribution channels? First of all, there is absolutely no evidence so far that uh, the migration of uh, TV shows to online delivery has had any impact on um, the performance of the shows, uh, a negative impact of the performance on the shows uh, on broadcast networks, or even on uh, television viewing overall. Both uh, overall television viewing is at an all-time record level, and uh, at least for the first week of the season, Despite the fact that more video is being made available online than ever before, the ratings are up substantially from a year ago. So, if anything, 
um, the uh, the new digital distribution has been an enhancement to the traditional broadcast medium. Yeah, so it's actually extended the brand to maybe those that are not traditional uh, viewers. And who was it? The, who was the first network to jump in on on that? Was it ABC? It was ABC. Yeah. And uh, uh, with their their deal, uh, it was really they jumped in on the the download side. Right. With uh, iTunes a little over a year ago. But since then, uh, virtually every major broadcast network and uh, many of the cable networks have been making their uh, their content available online. Yeah, and I think it's uh, you know it would be a mistake not to make it available online. I'm curious how many uh, when it comes to broadband distribution, Larry. So I would imagine some audiences are okay with viewing. Uh, broadband dis- uh, broadband video on a PC and others may not be. I'm curious, do you have a feel for uh, who the audience is, at least as far as early adopters? Well, the uh, we don't know exactly yet who is watching online, but we, we do know quite a bit about who the broadband uh, customer, the broadband subscriber is. Uh, the core, uh, the largest single segment is actually in the um, 35 to 54 demographic, uh, although probably the more active users are the next uh, group down, which is the 18 to 34 uh, demographic. They're clearly upscale. Uh, they have to be to be able to afford the extra cost of uh, broadband. Uh, and uh, they tend to be white-collar. Hmm. And you said 35 to 30, 35 to 54 demo is the largest, and the 18 to 34 is the most frequent user. Is that correct? Is that how you describe? Yeah. So, and is that uh, is that adults or male, female? What what do you find there? Uh, it it actually is uh, about 50 50. Uh, there there's no real skew here, uh, male or female, in terms of being subscribers. Hmm. That's interesting. I think most of us would have uh, thought it to skew younger in terms of the total uh, numbers there. Than, and, of course, you said that uh, more frequent users of, of uh, broadband are uh, are 18 to 34, but I never really would have had it in that uh, older demo there, and that's interesting. How much of a threat, Larry, are non-video industries using broadband video to bypass traditional gatekeepers uh, for distribution? Is it is it a real threat today? Um, I'll I tell you who is most threatened by uh, on-demand video on uh, the web, uh, and that is the cable operators, uh, as well as the telcos, who have uh, wanted to make video on-demand a cornerstone of their differentiation, in the case of the cable industry, from satellite. And the telcos who are going into video delivery said, yeah, we're, we want to offer more on demand than the cable operators do. Well, the, the fact is, uh, but they want to charge for it. A lot of the video, or almost all the video that we're seeing uh, delivered on broadband is free. So that's the biggest com- competitive challenge. And this, I'm not sure that answers your question, but well, in terms of who's the most impacted by it. Yeah, and there was something that was up recently, and you're going to have to refresh my memory about uh, about uh, neutrality regarding this up in Congress and dealing with that. And I think I don't know if that's still uh, being debated now or whatever. Do you know what I'm talking about? I do, and that's the issue that uh, uh, the uh, cable operators and telcos who are providing either cable modem or DSL service would like to charge 
the, the companies that are delivering the most video uh, a fee uh, for, for basically clogging up their pipes. And um, I frankly don't know what the exact status of net neutrality is, uh, but uh, it is, if it does pass, uh, companies, for instance, such as YouTube, may be hit with a very large fee or tax for the fact that their users are downloading or watching 100 million streams a day. Yeah, and you know this net neutrality, as you call it, and thank you for reminding me of the the term there. The uh, this is one of these deals where if you read about it, the two organizations that are te- you know going head to head on this, it's confusing. And uh, I've read a lot about it, but it's confusing because when you read the information about neutrality, it uh, you know if you back neutrality, you're really backing in my opinion, the the wrong team, so to speak. And, you know, it makes you ask, who ultimately pays for these additional fees if that ends up being the case? Isn't the consumer going to be doing that? Um, uh, in a roundabout way, what they'll have to do is sell more advertising, which means uh, uh, more clutter uh, begins to creep into web-delivered video. Hmm. So, you, so do you think MSOs will embrace broadband video for revenue generation, and, and if so, when will they do that, Larry? Well, the MSOs are the uh, have embraced broadband because uh, it, it is their single highest profit margin product. Right. Now, the their, the fear is that uh, that service uh, becomes a Workaround for somebody who wants to uh, create a essentially a network or a channel that resides solely on the web, and therefore somebody watches uh, video uh, on broadband as opposed to on their video on demand or a traditional cable system. You know, the uh, the if everybody starts watching broadband video, the they they could actually take the system down. There just isn't enough capacity, uh, especially to do live video. I out think there. I think uh, the interesting thing, Brad, you've been on you, um, uh, YouTube sure. a lot. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. really it's really cool stuff up there, and, and there are so many different uh, variations of that as well, uh, with uh, special areas of interest uh, for people. I'm not talking porn, <laughs> <laughs> right. but uh, you know a lot of good stuff going on up there. Yeah, and that's a very interesting. You, I'll give you an example of something I just watched uh, uh, recently. Actually, Larry, can you hold that till Absolutely. next segment? Okay, yeah, hang on to that uh, thought for just a moment, and we will continue our conversation out of Hollywood. Larry Gerbrandt, Senior VP, General Manager of Nielsen Analytics, and we'll be back with more, along with Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth on The Advertising Show. Decisions about your company's advertising strategy. This is the Advertising Show. Do you know me? Would you believe I'm Bugs Bunny? I'm also the voice of many other cartoon characters. But in here, they don't care if I'm Elmer Fudd. So I carry an American Express card. 
The one card I need for Welcome back to the Advertising Show. Ray Shillings, Brad Forsythe. Still to come this hour, we've got uh, a Patrick Meyer feature a little bit later on in the hour. Uh, the Marketing Insider is talking about the new one as opposed to the old one. But we'll continue our conversation now. We had a question before the break. Larry Gerbrandt is Senior VP, General Manager of Nielsen Analytics out of Hollywood. So let's uh, go ahead, Brad. Yeah, you were, uh, Ray was talking about YouTube and YouTube content. We had to interrupt you uh, there, Larry. You wanted to weigh in on that? Yeah, I was just uh, commenting that uh, the, about the range of uh, content that's available, and uh, I'm a, uh, a passionate uh, digital photographer, and I was trying to figure out how to clean the sensor uh, in my camera. It's a rather tricky process, and I found a video on YouTube on, YouTube. on how to do it. And, and it's going to be it's much less scary than I thought. I didn't want to go poking around in the innards of my... Uh, well, they tell you to go out and get an air compressor or something like that? Like? No, actually, that's just exactly what you're not supposed to do. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But uh, no, it's a, uh, you, you actually wrap a special cloth around a piece of, uh, like, a pencil and go in, and, uh, wow. and it's a particular motion uh, that you have to apply to the sensor. Wow. So, but it's the kind of thing that um, you know, you, the the web is perfect for because it's a short piece of video um, and it's the kind of thing you can't really describe. And it's uh, uh, this is the kind of content that uh, we will see more of. Uh, having said that, the ultimate goal is uh, of almost all web-based or broadband-delivered video is ultimately to get to the TV set. So that's really when we're going to find out how competitive broadband is with traditional television. Well, you, you know, it's it's such an interesting uh, subject, and as we promised during our, our first segment with uh, Larry, uh, the, the study's called Whatever, Whenever, Wherever. Remind me of the subtitle, Larry. Uh, it's uh, uh, redefining the uh, economics of uh, television uh, advertising. Yes. So uh, we're we're really trying to understand how the economics of television change as you go from the traditional uh, medium onto. Uh, uh, online. Yeah, well, let's let's uh, jump into the meat of that. And by the way, if you're interested in uh, learning about the study, uh, NielsenMedia.com is a great place to visit, and I'm sure you can uh, check it out and learn about it and see a little bit of taste of what they're offering and, of course, purchase it through uh, NielsenMedia.com as well. Correct, Larry? That is absolutely correct. Thank yeah. You. Sure, you're welcome. Uh, what is the inherent tra- attraction to programmers to deliver video over broadband, Larry? Uh, the, uh, the attraction is that you can... Uh, create a one-to-one uh, marketing experience out of it. Uh, that's number one. Number two, you can actually control the feed. Uh, for instance, disable fast-forward. The way uh, ABC, when it did its broadband test, you could actually fast-forward through the program content, but you had to watch the commercials. Hmm. So so just the reverse. It's uh, TiVo in reverse. Hmm. TiVo, TiVo has been the really the the genesis of uh on the consumer side realizing that they no longer had to worry about the tv schedule they could watch uh their content whenever uh, whatever and wherever they whenever they wanted it and uh that sort of started the whole ball rolling and uh, uh now the uh 
the, the broadcasters who had feared uh, the DVRs see broadband delivered video as a way of sort of leapfrogging that issue and going directly to the consumer and giving them all the functionality but being able to control the ad flow. Any, uh, I, I think that's interesting. One-to-one marketing experience, of course, we see that, and the fast-forwarding through program content, but not uh, commercial content. Any any studies or information out there, Larry, that uh, shows that uh, people are even bothering to fast-forward through program content? Uh, actually, uh, and I only know this anecdotally, is um, uh, people are often using broadband shows uh, either to sample the content or to see uh, a favorite segment that they uh, that they particularly liked, or something they um, they missed. So uh, online people do a lot of snacking mm-hmm. rather than it's it's really not something you want to sit and watch two three hours worth. It, it's just. Yeah, you're rarely you know, someplace where your seat's that comfortable that you want to sit that close to the screen. <laughs> so the sh- the shorter format seems to work, and uh, as well as uh, I guess uh, a follow-on additional interest in a particular subject matter. We see a lot today where uh, both news and other items uh, on on uh, traditional media say to see more of this particular interview or or portions of the interview that were edited out. Visit, and then they'll give a, a URL. Any any uh, thoughts on how that's working? It's um, it must be working fairly well because we see more and more of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it wasn't working, uh, you would quickly see a lot of that uh, die out. Uh, it's it's they're really in some respects taking uh, a cue from what we've seen with the DVD business. If you really get into a movie when it ends. You don't really want the experience, the feeling to end. So that's when you go into the special features, and you can uh, satiate a certain amount of uh, uh, the the positive feeling you had for the for the movie by exploring those other options. Same thing here with uh, if you if you really get into the the content, you can do it by uh, uh, looking at the uh, going in and in. in exploring the topic further. Special guest Larry Gerbrandt, uh, Senior VP, General Manager, Nielsen Analytics. We have more with Larry in just a minute. Simplifying the complex world of advertising. To reach Ray and Brad with your questions, log on to theadvertisingshow.com. This is The Advertising Show. Uh, These are the three largest selling soft drinks. Now, let's have a look and see what makes them so popular. Now, as you can see, this one is a cola. Along with Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth, it is our special guest out of Hollywood uh, this weekend, Larry Gerbrandt, who is a senior VP and general manager of Nielsen Analytics and been a very busy guy. Not that Larry is not always very busy, but uh, especially busy this time. Uh, Welcome back to the show, Larry. Good to have you here. Thrilled to be on. Yeah, and we're uh, we're looking at the uh, new broadband study out from uh, Nielsen Analytics, uh, whatever, whenever, wherever, uh, redefining the... Um, what was it, Larry? I'm sorry. The, uh, the economics of television uh, advertising. Television. Yes, yes. Thank you for that. Uh, you know, last segment we were talking a little bit about the the differences and uh, marketers utilizing broadband, one-to-one marketing experience, obviously being one and another interesting fact. That being the fact that uh, uh, viewers are in control of fast-forwarding through program content, but they have technology uh, in place that does not allow viewers to. Uh, 
to fast forward through commercial content, which I think's got to be attractive. Uh, does does this uh, for advertisers? Does this change the ad model for uh, an online environment for uh, for TV advertisers, Larry? Uh, it does. It allows. Uh, well, the networks, for instance, can can charge a premium for uh, advertising in that kind of environment. In addition, uh, it allows them to um, put in links so that somebody can uh, click on a link and, and go to a website, interact with the advertiser, come back and continue watching the show. One of the problems with, uh, with interactivity on television, traditional television, uh, and, and one of the reasons it's never really caught on, is that it forces you to stop, uh, to, to go away from the show, but when you come back, the show's continued to go on. Oh, it doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. I mean, it's linear television. Mm -hmm. So that's been one of the fallacies or the problems or the Achilles heel of interactive television. Interactive video on the web doesn't suffer from that Achilles heel and and therefore is uh, offers the chance, and this is a, a big buzzword in Madison Avenue these days, an opportunity for intense viewer engagement. I would think that uh, this would be very attractive and that there would be a lot of consumers that, uh, if they're interested enough to watch a particular video, would have a certain level of... Uh, I don't know, relevance maybe to an advertiser, uh, again, relative to the programming content, to maybe uh, stop and, and link uh, to more information about what the advertiser may be uh, sure. promoting there, wouldn't you think? Absolutely. And uh, we're, uh, we're, we're actually seeing uh, probably in, in the next iteration of a lot of these broadband initiatives the concept of dynamic ad insertion where you can actually serve up a particular ad uh, to a particular household. So it's not necessarily, uh, as in broadcast, everybody gets the same ad here to the extent that you can kind of figure out something about that household, either contextually or by where they live. Uh, you can serve an ad to them that is more likely to meet their particular needs. Yeah, I mean, that's something we're going to be watching uh, more and more of, and I think seeing a lot more of that. Any any indications, uh, Larry, that broadband delivery may be competing with uh, broadcast viewing around the corner here? Um, I think the, um, the real test of that, and we won't know, but the real test of that will come when uh, broadband starts getting delivered to the TV set. Mm -hmm. And there are uh, companies such as Intel with their new Vive uh, enabled PCs and uh, some of the things that Apple is going to do with the, the the device that will connect the PC to the TV. They've already pre-announced that, mm -hmm. uh, that device. Once we start watching this content on uh, the TV set, I think uh, that's when we'll really know how competitive uh, they are with uh, with broadcast and cable, for that matter. Yeah, and uh, I, too, have been reading that as well. It'll be interesting to see how that uh, Internet television viewing or the Internet and television uh, converge there. Uh, a couple of real quick questions before we wrap it up today. I want to talk to you and have you put your protagonist. Protagonist. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. I want you to predict the future about broadband and do that in just a second. Any losers uh, when it comes to broadband video delivery content? Uh, 
Yeah, I think um, some of the uh, this has to do with some of the ways that broadband is resold. Uh, companies who resell broadband video, based on the assumption that somebody is going to use it, let's say only 10% of the time and mostly to do email or, or browse websites instead mm -hmm. of watching a lot of video, yep. those folks uh, could find uh, that their um, uh, the cost of uh, uh, delivering broadband has gone up dramatically. Special guest Larry Gerbrandt, Senior Vice President, General Manager of Nielsen Analytics. As always, it's a pleasure to have you on the show, Larry, and we'll get you back again and again. Thank you. Looking forward to it. With Ray Shillings and Brad Forsythe, there is more to come on the Advertising Show. You're listening to The Advertising Show with Ray Shillins and Brad Forsyth. You worked too hard, you ate too much, the cheesecake made you greedy. Let your aching head and stomach hear this message from old Speedy. Alka-Seltzer, plop, plop, fizz, fizz. Welcome back to The Advertising Show, and it's Ray Shillins and Brad Forsyth. Uh, always happy to have uh, Larry Gerbrandt here on the show, Senior VP and General Manager at Nielsen Analytics, where he has a perfect view of the Hollywood sign. Yeah. He said he took a picture of himself at the... <laughs> Apparently he had a slow day, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> well, anyway. One of the few slow days. And, you know, we did uh, tease that we were going to ask him about the future of broadband video. And, and I think uh, we, we talked off the air that the best way to find out Larry's uh, thoughts about the future of broadband, <laughs> broadband mm -hmm. uh, video is to go log on to uh, blog.everyonecounts.org. TV slash Larry Gerbrandt, that's G-E-R-B-A-N-D-T, and you'll see his name uh, uh, on our uh, On the website on as well, website. exactly. Yeah. Uh -huh. So, and yeah. then you go to his website, and you'll find his blog there as well. All right. So that's perfect. Exactly. Now, Larry's a great guy. He is. Hey, next week, uh, we have a very special guest coming on the show as well. Her name is Diane Hessen, president and CEO of Communispace. What is Communispace? Can you tell me more about that? Well, I'm going to, but I would rather you be teased and I'll be teased, and uh, we'll wait and, and just get into that next Sounds week. like a place where people meet people. I will say this. It's nothing to do with anything traditional. So if you're into good. more new, cutting-edge kind of things, good. this would be a good uh, good show to listen yeah, to. This is Patrick Meyer coming our way here in just a couple of minutes here. Yeah. Notice we just don't talk about radio spots and uh, TV spots and things like that in newspapers. It's, uh, it's a lot of new stuff going on out there. The Internet, by the way, Brad, is uh, this is according to a Media Post uh, publication article. It says, the Internet is poised to take over outdoor as the fifth largest ad medium this year hmm. is closing in on radio's fourth-place ad market ranking, and that's according to Zenith Optimedia, the latest uh, quarterly reversion, revision of its ongoing global and uh, ad tracking study. Revision released, uh, oh gosh, it was about a week ago, I guess, estimates the Internet ad spending will break the double-digit market share in at least two countries, the United Kingdom, where it's at 12.9, and in Sweden, they always have great stuff in Sweden, yeah. including beautiful women, 10.5%, making the first time an online ad spending has held such a significant ad market share in any major market in the world. Wow. Wow, it's good stuff out there. Yeah, you know, and uh, speaking of uh, studies and so forth, uh, a poll by AOL, Larry, uh, I was hoping to talk to Larry about this, and yeah. unfortunately we'll just have to wait. And he's going to be a regular uh, oh, guest. Oh, pretend on... I'm Larry. Hello. Hello. Yeah. Uh, he'll, be, he'll be a regular participant here on the show every few months. Uh, but a poll by AOL, uh, Ray, and the Associated Press found that 71% of U.S. Internet users who watch online videos prefer to watch and download videos for free, hmm. Sponsored by pre-roll advertising, 23% of uh, users said that they would prefer to pay for ad-free uh, online content. 
Uh, and then the report was based on uh, 1,300 Internet users. It also found that 40, uh, 54% of U.S. Internet users watch online video. So certainly mm. uh, broadband and online uh, video usage, that's going to grow. It's a new medium. Sure. And you see that on your traditional television programs, the mm-hmm. opportunity, as we spoke during the interview, to check out more uh they tease it a bit, and they say you want to see more of a particular interview. I haven't gotten into doing that yet, Ray. I don't know if you have, but I can see no. how a, a large group of people might want to learn more about an interview subject oh, and yeah. see that and uh, outtakes and stuff like that. It's so. incredible. And you've got the high-definition broadcasting as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the public uh, TV station was talking about the fact that now... They are, too. In other words, you've got your regular uh, PBS-type programming here Mm -hmm. in the Houston market, and now you've got the HD, uh, which gives you options beyond that. You can, you you know, listen to specific programs or other programs as well. It's pretty cool. Patrick Meyer's got the edge on a lot of things, and uh, this week he's talking about the new one. Let's listen. Welcome to Understanding the Future Now. It's the Marketing Insider featuring Patrick Meyer. Friends, today I need to talk to you about something that I am so embarrassed about. About 15 years ago, I met with a dynamic duo called Peppers and Rogers. At that time, they were talking about one-to-one marketing. I was intrigued. I knew it was right for certain categories I'd worked in. Many years back, I'd even won a Golden Mailbox Award as a young marketer from the Direct Marketing Association. So if there was anyone who was pro-direct, it was me. And yet, I have to tell you that I'm a little bit embarrassed because recently, I had my eyes opened. There's a whole new CRM that's out there, a whole new one-to-one marketing approach. And let me tell you why. There's a new piece in the equation that I believe totally changes the game with CRM. There are new techniques that change the game, particularly when they're coupled with new technologies. So you're not embarrassed as I was when you find that there's a whole new world going on in one-to-one marketing. Why don't you try the following? One of my clients has over 2 million people on their database with their email addresses and three-quarters of a million with their cell phone numbers. Yet when asked what they're doing with them, the answer was zero. Now, this is more of a packaged goods category, but this is pretty common with clients. A lot of data, but no familiarity with how to use those and harvest those. So, my friends, if you don't want to be embarrassed like me, my suggestion is dive into CRM, explore how it could be applied to your business. It's totally changed with new technology. You've been listening to The Marketing Insider, heard every week here on The Advertising Show. Join us next week for more insight into the future of marketing. I'm Patrick Meyer, and remember, the marketing revolution is now. Back to the advertising show for a couple more minutes here before we uh, have to let you go. Remember, the advertising show is a great destination uh, anytime throughout the week or the weekend for a lot of uh, uh, great stuff. Uh, you know, you can do the podcast, the RSS, and all that kind of stuff as well. Diane Hessen next week, uh, president and CEO of Communispace. Mm-hmm. Communispace. Right. Sounds like a hippie thing. Not a space planner. No. But it's uh, pretty cool, pretty cool Kim stuff we're going to be talking about. Yeah. Do you remember uh, Mary Bennett at RAB? Sure, I do. And we had her yeah. on the show. We had her on the show a couple times. Yes. Um, it doesn't mention Mary, but apparently a radio re- research group funded, and that would be RAB, of course, uh, radio broadcasters released a study uh, just uh, a few weeks ago, Ray, indicating that radio listeners find advertising to be more personally relevant than advertising on other media, and the listeners are more receptive to ads Hmm. on radio than any other medium as well. And, of course, that's the Radio Ad Effectiveness Lab uh, that is just now out. We had uh, Mary a year or two ago talking about uh, a version of that that was out, and apparently they have a new version out, and it'd be interesting. Maybe we'll get her back on the show. It's interesting that they would conduct a study about themselves. Isn't that strange? You would think that the Radio Advertising Bureau would be uh, studying, like, outdoor 
No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but it'll be interesting to have Mary on so she can talk about all that. That's absolutely true. Yeah. Hey, uh, don't forget to go to the Advertising Show website. Advertisingshow.com is the place. And uh, we uh, invite you back next week when Diane Hessen is our special guest president and CEO of Communispace. Also, check out Larry Gerbrandt's blog. Go to his uh, Nielsen Analytics website, and you can find out exactly what that is and see what he has to say about uh, measuring stuff, if you know what I'm saying. He doesn't use cups and pounds and stuff. He uses real tools. I wonder what cup size Larry would be. I don't know. Large. Maybe we don't want to know. No, we don't. Advertising Show brought to you by Advertising Age magazine. You can visit them online at adage.com. With Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth, we'll see you next week. This is a Big Radio Midgets production.